Hi. Hi. What's up, dudes? I'm Erin. I'm Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up, the podcast. It is a podcast about things that are fucked up. I don't know if you got that from the name. (laughs) Um, Although, according to an iTunes review, not fucked up enough sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's fucked up in our way. Uh, we're the proprietors of this here podcast, and we mm-hmm. decide what's fucked up and why. So yeah, listener, don't. It. Yeah, like I'm not gonna talk about bukkake all day long. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. God. I mean, we want to, but like sometimes that's gross. Uh, yeah, like we have to kind of try to make it a little bit more. For for like there has to be something for everybody. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, you yeah. Can't just be like all, well, here's another fucking horrifying thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, but that's like that's like really bad. Like I don't know. Yeah, but also like we like talking about a lot of different things. That's why yeah. this podcast exists. That's right. Oh my god, you guys, you might be really mad at us about the topic we're gonna cover today. <gasps> why? I just feel like the person we're going to talk about is such a beloved figure. Oh, I didn't grow up with like okay. people who cared. I don't know. So it, for me, it's kind of like back and you're, forth. You're pretty neutral about it? I'm okay. pretty neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I, I This was hard for me. <gasps> really? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, learn, learning some of the stuff that I learned. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... Any before we get into it though, any business or any anything you want to talk about or bring up? Oh, I do have something Fucked I up? just remembered. No, really oh. nice. Oh, um, one of our listeners sent us T-shirts that are so cute. <gasps> oh. uh, they say "What a time to be alive" on oh. them, and she sent us a nice card. I I just got them out of the PO box the other day, and I still have yet to send you yours because she sent them to the PO box, so yeah. I got them, and uh, I will send you yours. But um, thank you, dear listener, for that. That oh, was so sweet. Oh my goodness! Oh, I wonder. Yeah, we probably shouldn't say their name. D- they didn't say we could, but yeah. Well, maybe we you will know next who- time. Yeah, you know who you are, girl. Yeah. Announce yourself in the group. Take all the credit for being amazing and sending us a gift. That is so nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited. It's still a surprise because you didn't uh, send me a picture or anything. So, oh, that was my bad. Yeah, I probably that's should right. have done that. No, 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 no. Because then I'll get to open it and it'll be very well, exciting. I took, I immediately took. Uh, the shirt out and I was like gonna put it on but I ended up like folding it and putting it on my windowsill Uh and I was going to take a picture of it and then uh, my cat just laid on it and so there's cat hair all over it now so (laughs) So I probably need to wash it it. (laughs) yeah 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 so and then I'm trying to also send you some other things in the mail Uh like that are business related uh, business related and so I was like gonna send everything at once and I usually have a box or two on hand uh uh for just because I get like all my shit sent to me like a fucking yeah, lazy like- piece of shit um but <laughs> I uh I haven't got a box big enough yet oh they've been I've been killing the environment because they ship me all the stuff like except like piecemealy you know tiny so. boxes like you order a pen or a pencil and they just ship it in one yeah. little box <laughs> yeah so I'm I feel real bad about that but I will I, I'm definitely getting something today in the mail that should be an adequate size box for Excellent. you. Excellent. Oh, good. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate and it. And 
Nobody gives a fuck. Sorry to have bored you all with that <laughs> terrible bomb hop. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? We're going to make up for it with all of this stuff we're talking Dude. about. Yes. Uh, I don't even have anything fucked up this week. I think. I don't think I do either. Honestly, this is like all I can think about since I know. we started doing the research because there's so much. You guys, should we just say it? Are we going to say it? Let's, Let's say, say it. it. Yeah. We're talking about Elvis Presley today. <gasps> you guys. Part one. Part, Part one, one. Because there is so much information and so many rabbit holes to dive into. And it is a wild time. What are we talking about? Elvis Presley. Yes. Elvis. <sighs> the king. Dude. The king of rock and roll. Debatable? Debatable. <laughs> we don't know. Uh... Uh, there's a lot to unpack and we're going to unpack it. We're going to do our best. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to have some, maybe some controversial hot takes. Uh, yeah. But maybe not because this is 2019, guys. This isn't 1952 or whatever the fuck. This is like where we are, we're going to, we got to talk about some of this stuff that is uh, pretty fucked up by today's standards. And yeah. We can still love him. We could still like his music, but um, you should know some stuff before. Nope. Yeah. Like, we, we're going to have a, a little bit of a nuanced convo about it oh so that we can, uh, we can make decisions for ourselves. You can make decisions for yourself. Yeah. You how don't, you feel. Yeah. You don't have to agree with us. And also, no. we might not agree with each other on things. That's fine, too. Also, yep. this is... This is like part one, Elvis's rise to fame. So we're, yes. n- we're like not even going to talk about some of the more like salacious shit. Although there's some good stuff in here. Yeah, but there is. It's more like where did he, where was he born? Well, then what happened? Then what happened? <laughs> then what happened? And then what? <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's uh, it, the first good chunk, first half of his life basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he was born. Let's start he there. Okay, but right <laughs> off the bat, yeah, it gets fucked up. Dude, okay, I did not, uh, just diving right into this, I was not expecting, I'm going wild. I'm talking with my hands. I just hit the microphone. I did not <laughs> expect for things to start off this strong. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, okay, he's... Okay, Elvis Aaron Presley was born on January 8th, 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi, which, okay, if this is mathematically accurate, my dad, I think, was born in the late 40s. So, like, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because my dad's in his 70s. Your dad's, like, 70, yeah. Which means Elvis could be alive in his 80s, but he died. Oh, for sure. Spoiler alert. (laughs) He's dead. Oh, he could. Yeah, well, I think every well, unless you are a conspiracy theorist who believes that oh. uh, Elvis is still alive, walking amongst us. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have to touch on that in part two. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, he was born like just like a, like thirteen or so years before my dad, which is wild. Crazy, wild. Um. Also, he was an identical twin. His brother Jesse Garen Presley. Okay, so this is the f- wait, Garen and Aaron. <laughs> I I just caught that. Uh, yeah, he was born thirty minutes before Elvis, but he was still but born. This is this is what I was like, holy fucking shit! Same. This is crazy. I did not know this about Elvis that he was 
an identical twin. Like I, it's one thing to be a twin. It's another thing to be an identical twin. And then your twin, his twin was, was stillborn when, when they were both born. Which means like he spent the full, like he came to term with his stillborn twin. Which I'm like, have the decency to eat your twin in the room. Like if it's not going to survive, like, come on, Elvis, check box one in the bad category. (laughs) Is that awful? No, no. I mean, (laughs) like you wanted him to absorb his twin. Yeah, absorb your twin. It's crazy. Yeah. I just had no idea. I knew nothing about that. That's never a thing that's ever crossed my I, I guess maybe a lot of people knew that, but I never knew that. It's crazy. No, I never knew that. It's that's insane. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Do you watch? Uh, it's a sitcom. The kids are all right. No. It's really funny. One of them had a twin in the womb and absorbed it. Uh, and so the mom every year on his birthday makes him go to like her grave. He, she, she's like, oh, I bet you it was a girl. Cause she never got a girl. So she like guilts this kid. It's a fuck. Oh my God. It's such a fucked, it's up, fucked up. It's such a fucked up storyline for a sitcom on like ABC. That's dark as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the, I don't think Elvis's mom felt ever blamed him or made him feel guilty about the twin situation because it sounds like he was really close with his parents yeah he loved his mother especially like he was even like called a mama's boy like when he was growing up which is like so rude like you know you should you should be a mama's boy right everyone should like love their parents or whatever you should especially love your mom she fucking gave birth to you like she she Unless she's now a monster. I, now that, well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, now that I'm a mom, I'm like, you better. Good thing Jack's first words were mama because, yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> if his first words would have been dada, I would have been like, mm, mm. that's rude. Even that's though really it's rude. like still kind of just sounds, right? Yeah, I don't, he doesn't like associate, but still. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But still. But still, like he easily could have gone down the da, 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 da path. Because that's like, yeah, it, it could go either way, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Good oh my thing. Would have been really rude. Well, um, the the Presleys were uh, church people. Specifically, yep. they went to the Assembly of God, which is like a specific church where, I guess it's like a musical church. Kitty, um, stop it. Sorry. Kitty. What is Kitty doing? Kitty's scratching on the window. Oh, my God, Kitty. Um, Kitty's trying on your shirt. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he's. He, I mean, he's pissed that I moved the shirt, truly. Oh, yeah, the shirt bed. Yeah. Um, so Sorry. It was like a – no, that's okay. It was a very uh, musical church. So, like, that's kind of where his, like, musical roots started developing. Got it. Um, and then his family was like, oh, they were all right. Uh, and then they went through a rough patch because his dad had, uh, altered a check that was written by his sometimes employer, but also landowner and they were evicted. So it was like, uh, Oh, check fraud. Yeah. That's not, that's not a thing you should do. No, it's not a thing you should do. And the dad went to jail for eight months. Oh shit. So, and this is like, Elvis was pretty young at this point. Um, yeah. And so they, like, stayed with relatives, Elvis and his mom, during that uh, part of time. But I think it was pretty rough on both of them. Yeah, that's shitty, man. Yeah. 
Um, and then he went to school like any regular kid. Uh, his teachers regarded him as average. <laughs> yeah. In reading about this part of his life, a lot of teachers didn't have very many nice things to say about him. It's so sad. No, they're just like, yeah, he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. He went to school. Yeah. Uh, he he had, came to class. Yeah, he had um, he wrote with a pencil. Um, he had hair. Yeah, he had good hair. hair. Good hair. He had great yeah, hair. he had great hair. Actually, <laughs> his hair not average, above yeah. average. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, he he did. I think like one teacher did kind of recognize that he had a nice voice and was like, um, you should like pursue that. But like, it wasn't like a fucking PBS after school special or anything. Right. It wasn't like yeah. we're gonna nurture this talent and like it was just kind of like he was probably like hey listen to this song and they're like yeah that's fine um maybe cool like do that or whatever I don't care (laughs) like maybe like sing in the choir or something I I'm not gonna put in a good word but uh you should try out (laughs) I have some papers to grade uh get in on your own merits kid move along little LV yeah uh so he started to become somewhat of a loner because he did become obsessed with music. And I don't know if, like, he was a loner because he was so into music or if he was so into music that he became a loner. I think he was a really shy kid, like, okay. just by nature. I think he was – his his whole vibe was very shy. He was um, just a quiet, sweet kid I, mm. from all accounts. And he got into music and that was his like his little outlet. Yeah. And he would like listen to radio programs religiously and and like try and mimic what he heard on the radio. Mm -hmm. Um, And in 1948, when he was 13 years old, he moved to Memphis, Tennessee. And this is like where obviously we know music is very big in Memphis, country music, blues music. uh, And he was just like so excited to be there. Um, yeah. And he started to blossom a little bit because uh, he'd bring – he got a guitar uh, at some point during during his childhood as a gift, and he'd bring it to school, and he'd sing radio hits to, like, mildly annoyed teachers. Uh, <laughs> he's like, ooh, an audience. And he'd, like, bring his guitar, and they'd be like, um, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like – he was just so into it, and everybody's like, mm, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't he the like one of the very few white white kids in his school at this point when he moved to Memphis? Oh, could be, yeah. So he was a little he was a little bit of a an oddity mm. at like at his school too. So they were like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then they were like, all right. You're yeah. not that good, so just go sit down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why didn't you take a music class or something, which you did and totally failed? <laughs> yeah. Or just like, yeah, you think you're pretty good, but uh, we know some people that are much better. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people doing it way better. Yeah. Um, but it's cute. They're yeah. like, all right, kid. And he he failed this music class because he could never figure out how to read music, I guess. But he was really good at, like, playing by ear, which yeah. would come in handy later. Um, yeah. But still, up until this point, he's still, like, yeah, kind of a weirdo, definitely a loner, like, kind of a skinny little kid. But then he hits puberty, and that's when things change for him. Because yeah. we know Elvis was a hot man. I would. I so would. Oh I my still God. would. 
I wouldn't circa 1968. No. And beyond. Uh, Yeah. But right before then. And um, oh my God. Wow. What a hunk. For sure. Dude. I am. It's crazy. Like people just didn't look like that back then. You know what I mean? Like they still don't. That is, I know. Uh, like how he looks, he's such a beautiful human, and like he, his smile was really nice, and he had and he had like a nice bod. Oh my god! Side note: We're gonna talk about Blue Hawaii in a little bit, but the short shorts that he would wear. Lord, ooh, Lord have mercy! I, wow. <laughs> I had feelings I was not expecting. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been thinking about Elvis like so much over the past few days and I've just been like, whew. Steamy. Yeah. He was just like a unique looking person. Like he yeah. wasn't, um, he was like a very, he was a very beautiful person. Yeah. Just a beautiful human. I and, don't know. And eventually would have like the confidence and stuff that was like very attractive, but uh, and obviously was talented. So, uh, you know, all of that stuff builds. But just looking at him before he was even talented, it's like, yeah, he looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so by his junior year of high school, he was wearing rose oil and grease in his hair and slicking it back. Real oh. rockabilly vibe, you know. Love it. Um, And then around this time... So I, I think he, like, became a little bit more shy about his music, like, because people weren't responding how he wanted them to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still pursuing it, and uh, he entered a minstrel show competition, which, ugh. Fucking yikes, dude. <laughs> yikes. Um, but that was a thing back then, I suppose. And uh, and everyone realized, like, because a bunch of his schoolmates were in the audience, and he came out, and everyone was like, holy shit. He just, like, blew them away. Yeah. He, like, embodied something totally different. I mean, it was a minstrel show, so. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but it's like he, as a performer, he something changed about him, I think. Yeah. Like, it, and, and people saw that, and they were like, whoa. Yeah. He, I, I think, because he was just like, what happened is, well, the he got really into music when he moved to um, Nashville, Memphis, Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm I can't remember what it is. I'm gonna take a guess. It's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> he got really into music when he got to Memphis, and uh, just like a little side note, uh, side rant, side wind. Right now, uh, right. the South was still super fucked up at this point. It was segregated. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it was segregated. Uh, and there was this whole, like, obviously, like, a gospel scene in the in the churches and stuff from a music perspective. But also, blues music was getting really big. And in Memphis, they had uh, Beale Street. And there was mm-hmm. tons of clubs. And they it was a black neighborhood and like yeah it was uh there was a lot of artists that we would eventually come to know like bb king and stuff uh playing music down there but whites weren't allowed it was a it was a black neighborhood Mm -hmm. um except on certain nights so elvis would go down there on like whites only nights where the audience was allowed to be white people but like Mm -hmm. the talent was still black people um, and he would, he just started becoming like super into that music and that's what he was like trying to mimic and stuff. Um, 
And one of his favorite artists was Sister Rosetta Tharp, who, first of all, is a woman. Holy fucking shit, man. Dude. If you do yourself a favor, if you've never heard of Sister Rosetta Tharp, go online right now. Like, stop this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Go, Go listen to... Any or there's a really famous performance that she does like mm-hmm. by some train tracks. It's probably something you've seen before on the internet at some point. Yeah, it like circulates Facebook every year. I see it pop up in my feed. Someone yeah, that's it. like that's her. Mm-hmm. That's her. She's and that was when she was older. Yeah, like that was when she was an older woman. She had been doing. She's been playing electric guitar for decades, yeah. and she. I would say is the one who fucking pioneered rock and roll, to she be did. honest. Yeah, she's one of the pioneers. Electric guitar, for sure. She is, she would later influence all all the dudes who eventually got famous. Elvis uh, cited her specifically as one of his influences. But also Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Johnny Cash. Like, you could hear her music in their music. Right. It's insane. Yeah, and a lot of British um, bands that came out like much later on, like even Led Zeppelin and all those all those bands around that time, they are influenced by a fucking badass black woman. Yeah, and so oh. don't forget that shit. I I don't know. I still don't think she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is insane. I, I'll have to Google it, but. <sighs> I know she wasn't a couple of years ago and people were like writing articles about it. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, uh, I mean, I only heard about, I only heard about Sister Rosetta Tharp uh, when I went to the um, African American Museum that recently opened in Washington, D.C. And Mm -hmm. they have a whole section that's for uh, like arts and music and stuff. And that's where I, I first heard about or even saw Sister Rosetta Tharp was at the African-American History Museum. And I was just like, how is this not more well-known? Like, I don't know. Well, it's because she was first black and second a woman. That's right. So even though her music was somewhat popular, like, uh, or like, you know, people were listening to it a little bit more or being influenced by it, they just couldn't make people like her famous. Like, they tried. Right. Um, and and that was pretty fucked up and a sign of the times. But Yeah, and, and people are just too fucking racist. And yeah, yeah. They couldn't, they just couldn't accept, like, you know, they probably, like, loved a lot of the things they heard, but they, like, couldn't accept it. So they just right. didn't listen to it or buy it. Um, and and so, basically, and this, this all isn't to say that Elvis himself wasn't talented, but it's also like a a reminder of how he was able to launch a career and get such a huge head start because, you know, segregation was still so popular and, and like his white privilege played a role, um, in getting a career. Um, and yeah, he's, he, I mean, he emulated, uh, black music yeah and he played black music like yeah, a yeah. lot of the songs that he popularized were first songs that had been done by black artists like, yeah yeah period oh my god um, we're gonna like we'll get to his first album but like yeah. a lot of the songs that he sings are were already performed by black artists and it weren't hits so he just repurposed it and yeah it became a hit 
And it was, yeah, and it was done on purpose. It was like almost a mm-hmm. manufactured thing. Yeah. But just to be clear, like he was very talented on his own. Like yeah, there, yeah. He was, he was original in a lot of ways, but uh, a lot, those, the songs he, he took from black artists. Just his, Yeah. His career period. Was, was built on, his career was built off of black artists, just as this country was built off of black people. It's just that's a, right. a fact. And yeah. people might say, oh, that's political, but it's not. It's just a fact. And the, the sooner we all recognize and point this out and try to make things be more equal and yeah. and call just call things out even. And that's all These we're are facts, doing. guys. These are facts, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing controversial about it. Yeah, it's no, just, no. It's just how it is. Like, that's, that's how, how he it built is. his career. Yeah. If we can't talk about it, if we can't say that, and or if you, like, are are bummed about it like you should be bummed about it but you, you should, shouldn't yeah. be but you shouldn't be uh like mad or anything like no it just, just is a fact yeah yeah well and you you could just, be mad about it too but 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 just not mad at us for pointing oh it out. yeah 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 not mad at us but that's yeah. a hard thing I think that's like it's such a hard thing uh for me particularly because I love a lot of artists that that up until maybe the last 10 or so years, I didn't realize I had stolen music from black people. Like, like we've talked about this before, I think, but like Led Zeppelin directly stole a bunch of blues riffs from blues mm-hmm. artists. And, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones have music that uh, was blues music. And it's like, you know, that in itself is kind of shitty, but also you could argue that it's like, oh, well, that's like the way music was going and that's the culture at the time. And, you know, of course, that's going to influence um, influence other people's music and stuff. And that's right. fine. But like with Elvis specifically, like it, he was taking this music and then he wasn't lifting black culture up with him. Mm-hmm. He had like an opportunity to he could have you know, put black people in his band or he could have opened his shows mm-hmm. to be like non-segregated or whatever. And maybe he did a little bit of that, I, but I don't think so. And like, it just, that's like where mm-hmm. the problem is. Right. Right. And, and, and same goes for all those, for a lot of other bands where they yeah. like just blatantly ripped stuff off and never gave credit or, or like or even back got to into those communities or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like even got into like legal like issues and just had to like settle like lawsuits and stuff Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's uh it's wild well we're all trying to do better let's do better guys let's do better um so actually like we talked about how he basically just took like black sound uh this is because so like this all has to do with how he got famous so sam phillips who was the head of the local sun studios in memphis um was looking for someone who sounded black and could sing black music but was white because he knew that black music was special and he had the, he was working with some of these artists yeah um and he was seeing that the music that they were putting out people liked it but they weren't buying it the radio stations weren't playing it the white mm. the white radio stations weren't playing it and that's where the mainstream was and that's where the money was to be made uh and he was just like, okay, we need to figure out a way to, like, bring this sound to white audiences. And the only way to do that, essentially, is with a white person. And yeah. that's where Elvis came along. 
because yeah. he was able to mimic that sound pretty closely and people fucking loved it. Yeah, it's like he's like post Malone in nineteen <laughs> in nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifties post Malone. <laughs> uh but we only mean the only thing they have in common is that they're like Oh, white person repackaging black music because Post Malone looks nothing like Elvis. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely uh... not. His hair is the exact opposite of of <laughs> fucking Elvis's hair. Just unkempt. Well, they're both greasy, but <laughs> yeah, but in a different like. One's Elvis on is like sexy greasy, <laughs> sex grease, and uh... then Post Malone is like. Slob grease. <laughs> also, one's like hot bod, one's like dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I kind of like Post Malone. I saw him on this. I do too. I think he's great. Yeah, but... his music's good. And he, I saw him on this, like, there's this show Pete watches and it's just people just try different hot sauces. Yeah. And it, Post Malone is, is uh Have is you seen it? it? I've seen yeah, that yeah, one. It's yeah. funny. It's good. And he seems like a likable guy. Uh, yeah. He's just like a dude. Yeah. Like, but whatever. He has a face tattoos and it's like too much so so strike one two and almost three (laughs) against him (sighs) so back to 1950s post malone (laughs) (laughs) oh my god love you elvis jk it's uh, it's opposite elvis paved the way for post malone elvis is exactly the reason why post malone exists today that's right it's like the six degrees of kevin bacon yeah He, like, opened Pandora's box. (laughs) That always sounds dirty to me. Well. Uh, All right. Yeah, so this, okay, Sam Phillips brought Elvis in, and he was like, he was like, I think this guy might have this sound, but, like, let's check it out. So, yeah, he, like, brings him into the studio on July 5th, 1954, my birthday for my birthday. Hey-oh. I wasn't born yet, but that would soon, several tens of years later, become <laughs> my birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, so he, like, gave him a, a little small band and was like, all right, like, I'm just going to record you guys, like, fucking around or whatever, play some songs. And Elvis was like, okay, I think he wants me to sound like this. So then he played, like, a bunch of country songs. And it was uh-huh. like fucking snooze fest 1954. It was like yeah. everyone's asleep. It's bad. Yeah. Sam Phillips just is like boring. Yeah. He's yeah. like, this sucks, dude. And he's like, all right, I'm going to like step out for a cigarette or whatever. And by this time, they'd been in the studio all day. They're delirious. And Elvis just starts like fucking around on his guitar. And he's like, he starts playing the music he likes. Yeah, uh, which is which is black music. Like he's playing yeah. rock, rock and roll, um, blues and stuff. And he uh, and Sam like hears it and he's like runs back in and starts recording it. And he's like, "What is this? Like play this. This is what you should be playing." And he and Elvis is like, "Oh yeah, this is the music I like." And he's like, yeah. "Okay, cool." Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was like one of those moments where it's like, "That's the sound I'm looking for, fellas." Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Back to the Future, where he starts playing yeah. Chuck Berry. He's like, he it's your cousin, cousin Marvin Berry. <laughs> <laughs> you know that sound you've been looking for? Listen I, to this. I think I found it. <laughs> what song 
they play in that? Uh, Johnny Be Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was like a moment like that where Elvis is like, it's just casual. And he's like fucking, everybody's fucking around. And he just like busts out this cool ass song. Yeah. And it's like, why weren't you doing that all goddamn day? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you wasted my time, kid. But then yeah. it's like, oh, all right. I think we could work with this. So the song he starts playing is, uh, I think he started playing That's All Right. Like, yeah, that's all right, mama. mama. Yeah, that's all right with me. It's a great fucking song. And it's like very fun and rock and rolly and just like, and Elvis is just like crooning. It's so yeah. sexily. And his voice, man, it's good. It's, it's so real good. good. And they just like cut it that day. Three days later, radio stations are playing it and fucking that's it. This song fucking slaps, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Everybody's going ape shit. Oh my god, people fucking love this shit. They're just like, "Give me more Elvis!" Like people are calling into the radio station. All the teens are just like oh. so hot and bothered. All the losing their minds, losing their fucking minds. Um, and so that's yeah, that's it. He basically from then was an overnight sensation. Like yeah, it, it was just like. I watched this documentary called The King. That's really good, which is I thought it was going to be more about the life of Elvis, but and like his career, but it was actually really interesting. It's like it like painted a picture of like like El, El, like the rise and fall of Elvis and like the rise and like the fall we're on with America. It, it's mm. it's really good. Um, interesting. Like yeah. how it mirrors the yeah. society. Mhm. And how, like, we're just, we're just, like, in a really bad place right now. And, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Sounds very uplifting. Oh, (laughs) it was not. It was very depressing (laughs) and sad. Um, (laughs) But, uh, so he got himself a manager. um, And he, uh, his name was Colonel Tom Parker. And I don't know if he was an actual military colonel or, like, the Sanders type. So... (laughs) TBD. Like Colonel Sanders? Yeah, like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I don't uh, know if he was like an actual military man or if he owned like a hot chicken shop somewhere or okay. what. We had, don't know. Had a secret recipe of yeah. herbs and spices. Maybe he had 10 herbs and spices uh, or maybe 12, <laughs> but it wasn't 11 and it wasn't famous. So, but this guy was a businessman because somehow managers usually make like between like 10 and 15 percent i think of like the person's income that they represent uh-huh this man negotiated for 50 percent wow and he got it right and he got it and it was never changed literally dude from the day elvis. he signed elvis until the day elvis died he made 50 percent of everything elvis made and elvis made some fucking money well, he was not a uh, numbers guy, that's for sure. <laughs> Poor Elvis. Uh, um, oh, also, did you see that Boz Lerman's doing an Elvis movie? Yes. Tom Hanks, I guess, is going to play Colonel Sanders. I mean, Colonel, <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker, his manager. Colonel Sanders Parker. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, crazy. I will watch the fuck out of that. I will so watch that. Do you think Rami Malek is going to play Elvis? <laughs> JK. Uh, what oh if Post Malone God. plays 
Oh, God, I'm cracking myself up. I'm sorry. Okay, so Elvis was eventually signed to RCA Records, um, which is like a super famous record label and is still around today. And he released his first solo album, which, uh, of course, he did not write the songs. No. Uh, And that was fairly typical at the time, but like he didn't write a single song. And uh, on the album were some of his biggest hits, Blue Suede Shoes. Bop. Uh, Bop. I Got a Woman. Ray Charles' version, probably infinitely better. Yeah. And also, Ray Charles wrote it. (laughs) Yeah. Also, it's just a Ray Charles song. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just Because. Like, just because. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know that one, I don't think. Maybe I do. I would understand. Believe me. Oh. I, that doesn't help. All right. No, nope, no. Nope. Tutti Fruity. Like Little Richard. Little Richard? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll let you I'll never let you go, little darling. Uh okay. I thought I knew that one, but I don't think I do. And a blue moon. Okay. Which we wow. all know is about butts. <laughs> <laughs> Just about <laughs> butts. Can you imagine? <laughs> They're building, they're building a building on Broadway in Long Beach, which is like a very main street, and it has mm-hmm. like, it's like a, a residential building, and it has doors that open right onto the street, and Whoa. on which is like kind of weird because there's just like sometimes you know like people having meltdowns on that street and like maybe psych- psychotic breaks and stuff like. People that yeah. need help, but you know, there it, it's where kind of like homeless people hang out and stuff. And there's a there's like a room that's all glass on the corner. And Pete was like, "What's is that going to be like a storefront?" And I was like, "No, there's no door. I think that's like someone's living room." And it's all what? glass. It's all glass, and it's on the corner. And Pete was like, "They're gonna have to deal with a lot of pressed hams," meaning like. Butts? Oh yeah, <laughs> pressing against the window. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I do. I would not want to live right on the street. I don't know. No, you need like a fucking like little, like a buffer of some sort. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, it's probably gonna be cheap rent. <laughs> yeah, cheap rent with all the butts. Um, get that butt discount. <laughs> <laughs> butt discount it's like 25 percent off your monthly rent because of the butts or do you just get or do you get like a coupon for dutch touch and they come like clean your windows all the time because they there's like butt there's like butt imprints all over your windows honestly i would just like I would just like draw butts on there as like a way to be like, oh, we already like butts, and then people might not do it. Yeah, like a reverse psychology (laughs) of butts. Oh my god. Um. Uh, Well, Blue Moon isn't about butts, but you know. Well, that we know allegedly. Maybe it could. It could be. Who knows? Blue Moon. I saw you standing alone with your butt. That's a, they're alone and their butts out without a dream in my heart. Without any pants on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, 
thank you, thank you, thank you. And then at the end when it's like, oh, thank wah, you very much. Wah, 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 <laughs> it's because people are crying because there's butts. Because <laughs> that was uh, butt stuff. So good. So good. Um. Well, what else? Oh, so he was like, he was rolling. Like this Dude. is this album was released and he got mobbed. Like he was real famous. Dude, he was so famous. And like. I was saying about this because, like, he was Beatle famous before the Beatles, you know? there It was like yeah. he could not – he would get mobbed everywhere he went. And, like, for years this was the case. And it was, like, pandemonium. But, like, oh. he's by himself, you know? And he has no one to talk to about any of this stuff. And the Beatles at least had each other. And, like, there was four of them to, like, divide the pandemonium. But Elvis, it was just him. Yeah, I that is such a good point. Like, I mean, he had his bandmates, but they were all like kind of I don't know, they nobody gave a shit about them. Like, yeah, yeah. people weren't were, people people weren't obsessed and screaming for them. They no. were screaming for one person on stage and that was Elvis. Also like also, I guess his band was with him a long time, but it wasn't like Elvis and the somethings. Right. He was just they were just like, like a house band. Fill in musicians. Yeah. yeah. But I think some of them did stay with him for a long time, which right, is sad. Yeah. Hopefully they made a good amount of money. Well, I think some of them wrote tell all books later on in life. Oh, dude. <laughs> I got to read those. Yeah. This is the thing. We did open Pandora's box with this topic because I was just want to keep consuming. I thought I did uh, that with Scientology because I have not stopped watching that Leah Remini show. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, I mean, with Scientology, it's like you can only go so far with it because at some point it's like there's only so many accounts that are, like, verified. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then – but with Elvis, it's like he existed on such a prolific level and interacted with so many people and and just came in contact with so many people that it – the stories are just, they're incredible. There's so many, and there's so many different ways his life went that yeah. it's hard to, like, it was, like, hard doing notes, man. Dude, he, like, truly lived so many different lifetimes in just, like, a 20-year span. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's what fame and money gets you is you, yeah. like, become this conduit for just a million different life experiences that nobody could even possibly come close to even experiencing a a fraction of so yeah I don't know well and he's like uh, so everyone's wanting to like profit off of him obviously Mm -hmm. um and he he his rise in fame also coincides with the rise of television sets and like those coming yes. into the home and eventually cover col- color tv and so like and because he's attractive it's just like this perfect storm and it's well, like it, and the way he moved was yeah and the, the type of music and the way he danced like coinciding with the rise of television like his ed sullivan appearance was uh-huh. people described it as pornographic because they'd never seen anything like that before. It was so overtly sexual and people were just so completely like flabbergasted by it. it and all the young ladies and some young men were like, um, yes, please. More please. Thank you. I will see those hips swivel and possibly his 
outline of his dick in his pants because oh that's God. what I was reading about too. Oh my God. Does he have a big dick? I I don't know. Or I mean, he just like flopped around and you could see it. I think it was like a John Ham walking in gray sweatpants situation. Whoa. I haven't looked hard enough at this video. I need to do more research. Oh my God. <laughs> if John Ham has the Hamaconda, Elvis Presley has the Elvis Presley Hamaconda. <laughs> the Panini. <laughs> I'm just thinking press, Presley, press, ham, I don't know. Elvis, press, ham, panini. He's got the king. He's got the foot long. He's got the stadium dog because he was selling king out stadium. Dick. He was selling out stadiums. He's got fucking Elvis has the scepter, bitch, because he's oh, the king. Oh, uh, Well... At any rate, <laughs> TV man, they they figured like the first few like shots of Elvis on TV, it's like they show his whole body, and then after he starts like gyrating around, they're like, oh no, oh yeah. oh oh, and it's like only from the waist up is what they they show anytime Elvis comes on TV because they're so fucking like such fucking God nerds about this it this country like, is such a fucking repressed puritanical garbage society uh, oh yes, my I god <laughs> it's wild it's just like everyone calm the fuck down if you watch it today you're just like what is sexual about this yeah it's like he's spazzing out man yeah i'm like is he okay he, no. it, what what's sexual is like the lip curl i'm like oh, i'm like oh that's sexy <laughs> i mean i i I'm just trying to, like, in context, like, seeing something like this in that time where... Oh, no, no, The yeah. only thing that you saw on TV was, like, these, you know, very prim and proper yeah, performances. Totally. And this was just wild. Like, well, people were like, what is this music? What is his dance moves? Holy fucking shit. Like, dude, it the, was a lot. The only thing you saw on TV was still, like, white people and like super white music mm-hmm. and like fucking Bobby Darren and shit probably it was like yeah. so bland and they just stood there and like girls did not girls were like yay and yeah then, and then Elvis came on and girls were like my fucking face is melting off and they're like <laughs> ripping off their shirt like dude that you can hear the crowd just odd like on the like Ed Sullivan show, just screaming, oh my god, like losing their fucking minds, and you're just like, whoa, okay. I it's hard for us to like understand, but back then it was just it truly was some fucking real shit, and people lost it. And so that's when vibrators were invented. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh shit. No, uh... oh, we know they've been around forever. <laughs> And that's when masturbation was invented. All right. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Well, that, he got yeah, he's- so famous. And it was a wild time. His rise to fame was just like crazy. It was just – and you know, it's funny. I was reading some some articles and some accounts of him when he first started performing he wasn't very good at it. He actually uh, had a lot of stage fright when he was younger. And mm-hmm. keep in mind that he's only, like, when he really started getting famous, he was, like, 18, 19, yeah. mm-hmm. like, around there. Um, and he, I think he wasn't 
about touring. Like he didn't really love it, but he, you know, he had to do it so that people could see him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was not the best uh, person to perform live, I think. But I think he was just trying to figure it out as he went. But at first it was rough. Yeah. But he really locked into it. And like the last thing that like kind of, like created this like perfect storm was like how hard the adults hated on how sexy he was being oh my god it was like the bigger stink they made the more the kids liked it and they were making a huge stink people were like going on tv and like just like tearing him down like just like he's the antichrist and all this stuff and just like hating on him and you know what that helped oh yeah it was just like the reverse of what they were trying to trying to do well one of the people that hated him the most was frank sinatra oh really yeah he like and it's stupid because in Frank Sinatra's time, when he started becoming famous, he was kind of a he was like a sex symbol, and people were like falling all over themselves, all, all over themselves to like, you know, hate on him. Uh, so he like took it upon himself to talk a sh- shit ton of shit on Elvis, <laughs> like when he first started getting famous. Oh my like God. he was like, I don't know what this rock and roll bullshit is. It's garbage. <laughs> like. Just how, like, old people hate on, like, hip-hop. It's it's yeah. pretty funny. So uh, oh my God. that was that I was reading about how Frank Sinatra just hated Elvis. And then at some point later on in their careers, they had to, like, do this performance together. And it was, like, only a couple years after he'd said all these horrible things about Elvis. And to Elvis's credit, he when he heard what Frank Sinatra said, he was just like – you know, I just, I don't really understand why he doesn't like me that much. I mean, he kind of did the same thing and people were just as critical in the same ways towards Ooh, him. So yeah, dad. Yeah, dad, calm down. So, but he was oh like so nice and pleasant about it. He wasn't like, fuck that fucking guy. He was like, oh, I don't know. I just, I'm just trying to do my thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know I what? That was interesting. <sighs> well, Elvis is like on his way up. He made a couple movies at this point. He's, like, loving his career. And then the fucking wildest thing happens. This is crazy to me. Dude, he gets drafted into the army, like, smack dab in, like, the middle of his rise to fame. Uh, It's pretty crazy. Like, I can't imagine something more uh, disruptive to anybody's career. I mean... It would being ki- drafted. It should kill your career. It should. Oh yeah, it should. Like and he it- was gone for two years. He lived in Germany and he was he worked on an army base there, and he uh, it, it was like basically he. I don't think he was ever like in. Well, there there was no war happening at that point over there. World War Two uh, was over. It was like World War Two was over. I think um, maybe Viet- the Korean the Korean War hadn't started. I don't think. Oh okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if well, it had or not. Yeah, he was like had. in between. He was like in between or something. But it was kind of boring over there. He just like worked on a base in Germany, and like this is where two things happen. One, he allegedly gets addicted to painkillers. Uh, yeah. 
which it was out of boredom, maybe. Oh, no. I think it was amphetamines, not painkillers, oh. actually. Oh. Uh, because they needed to do all this shit in the army and they needed to like stay awake or like yeah, wake do up early like shifts. They were doing like, yeah. cause he was like watchman or something. He was like a security guard essentially. And he had to stay up all night. Yeah. And he like the way that they were presented to him were like, they were like vitamins and that's how everybody thought of amphetamines back then. Oh. If you remember our Dr. Feel Good episode yeah, yeah. Uh, with JFK, like amphetamines like weren't considered like drugs. Like we think we think of amphetamines and we're like, oh, that's fucking speed. That's not how they thought about that drug oh. back then. They they had a different perception of it, and so he was like, and it was like given to him by I think like a one of his commanding officers or yeah. something. So he was just like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, and they're like, it's just a pill. It's like yeah, here. it's just a pill. Yeah, and that's that's I think where his uh, pill addiction started that makes sense yeah and it was yeah. like ki- it was like kind of out of necessity more out of boredom like they just yeah. he, it was just like he wasn't doing much over there well and they, and he was like a full-blown celebrity and so yeah when he was in the army he was like please don't treat me any differently I want to like serve my time here and like be helpful or whatever yeah but of course like Everybody was like, dude, you're fucking Elvis. You're so cool. Like, let's hang out. And he was like, had all this money too. So he like did nice things within reason for his like, his, his platoon or whatever the fuck he was in, whatever it's called. Yeah. His like brothers, his army brothers. His brothers, brothers in arms. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and they went out and stuff and they his had regiment. Fun, his regiment his regiment and and they went out and had fun and stuff and they were like talking to girls and stuff and that's where he met Priscilla, Priscilla. who at the time was was 14 a child <laughs> that's a literally fresh, a child <laughs> that's a freshman in high school uh and she was over there because her dad, her stepdad was in the military. And uh, I think we'll end it there today. Yeah. It's kind of a cliffhanger. I mean, you know what happens because they get married at some point. <laughs> I almost said that's where he meets Priscilla Presley. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Priscilla is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just uh, leaving you with the thought that she was 14 oh, my when they God. met. Uh, and it wasn't like a... Like, he was just like, oh, hello, 14-year-old, good day, and then moved on with his life. It was like he was like, hello, and actively tried to date a 14-year-old. So we'll just leave you with that. (laughs) And it probably wasn't the first and wouldn't be the last time, I don't think, either. So Nope. And we'll talk about that in the next episode of Deep That's Fucked Up. (laughs) Follow us on social meds at DTFU Podcast on all the platforms. Yes. Uh, Visit our website, DTFUPodcast.com. Just go there because you could get to anywhere from there. That's right. Yeah. You could Um, click a link to leave us a review on iTunes. You could order merch. You could go to our Patreon page from there. It's all happening on the website. You guys, there's a video on the website that Nicole made. Oh, my God. It's called A Raining Men. It's set to the, set to the tune of Raining Men. <laughs> it's so okay. You won't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's outstanding, and I highly recommend watching it. Um, it's yes. so fine. Um, it's 
It's fine. I I wish I would have done better sound mixing on it now in hindsight. But you know what? It was my first video I ever made. It's great. It's incredible. It's great. So don't sell yourself short. (laughs) Everybody watch it and then send Nicole a note about how great it was. Thank you. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm on board for that. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah, we're going to pick this back up next week. I can't wait. It gets infinitely crazier. Like, oh my god! It, oh god! He, you guys, just a sneak peek. He made a ton of movies. Uh, he met the president. Uh, he became special ops. Uh, <laughs> so much was happening. Uh, um, oh yeah, in he the got second married. half of oh, in the second half of Elvis's life, yeah. there's a lot of shit happening. Oh my god! But uh, we'll talk about that next time. Can't and. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed uh, this little little uh, little episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much for being excellent and keep being excellent to yourselves. And each other. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.